actually my experience, the rain in Spain falls mainly on the tourists. Hello everyone and welcome to Writers Drinking Coffee. This is a podcast loosely based on writers sitting around, not traveling or getting rained on, drinking coffee or wine, talking about writing, publishing, the whole creative process. We do not censor ourselves, so consider us PG-13. Your hosts today are Chaz and Karen Brenchley, David Welsh, and me, Jeannie Warner. This is episode 32, Deadlines Go Whoosh. Kind of thought this would be a great way to talk about how to get things done and when to get things done and what do you do differently if you have a deadline versus I really just want to write the thing. Point of order, you really should explain why you titled the episode like you did. Well, I love deadlines. I love the sound, whooshing <laughs> sound they make as they go by. Yes, Said. Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams, indeed. A great man and much missed still. Yes. Well, I never shot at him. <laughs> You would have hit him, I'm sure. He so, was very large. He was eminently hittable. So, as for deadlines, okay, yes. so far, all I have ever sold to are anthologies, which have editors and, and deadlines. deadlines. And they have deadlines. And so, I'm a programmer by, you know, in the real, in the real world, because um, I haven't sold that many stories. And so, I'm used to deadlines that way. But words, creative stuff, is slightly different. So, I have tools, Okay, and one of the and various tools, um, there was a a thing. One of the the man who runs Chaz's website had a wonderful way of um, he had an image. Okay, and and it was you know if it was a, a you know a hundred thousand words, the image would be a certain number of pixels long, and as you progressed along, you would get more and more of the picture. Mm-hmm. And Chaz would post this, and we would see how far he was and how by how much of the picture. So that was one very visual, nice way of doing it. It was lovely. I mean, I've I've had numerous tools and numerous methods and numerous systems. I mean, I've been I've been writing to deadline for forty something years, and I've been missing deadlines for thirty nine <laughs> something years. Though actually, no, my my first my first real deadline was my first novel. Um, they. They gave me a month to write it, and and I was so panicked. I'd never finished a book, and I was so panicked um, that I wrote it in three weeks. Um, so so I, I, for a while there, I, I I I was always on time. I never missed a deadline. That so, didn't last very long. Well, what was your first missed deadline? Then? My first missed deadline. It's it's like your first overdraft. You panic, oh, um, and then so. dis- then discover that it doesn't really matter that much because. Big publishers are kind of used to this, and they build time in, mm-hmm. so you can make it up later. Um, but the the first bad one, actually, it may, it may have been my first serious missed deadline, um, was when I was commissioned to write my fifth novel, um, and I got halfway through, and I got totally stuck. Because books one to three, I had written two synopses. Um, publishers like synopses. Um, I hate and, writing synopses. Oh, hell, everybody hates writing synopses. But publishers liked them and would, would only commission a book at that stage with a synopsis in front of them. And for the first three, I followed my synopsis religiously. Um, then for book four, um, it didn't really, it wasn't synopsizable. It was just um, sort of, you know, um, there will be a shopping mall, a gunman will turn up and kill some people, and we'll see what happens. Um, 
And um, I can see the problem because that doesn't really narrow it down. It at really all. doesn't. No. So, oh, sure. I say, so, well, no, but, but stop by watching that time, late night TV. <laughs> yeah, but by that time, yeah, they published. They published three of my books already. They mm-hmm. they kind of trusted me. Uh-huh. Um. So 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 they were happy to go ahead on that basis. Um. And little did they know. Little did they know. Um. But that book. Yeah, I mean, again, because I, I had a deadline, I didn't have a plot, I was a bit panicked about it, but this was a whole new way of working, where I just sort of sat down and started writing and da-da-da, um, and, and I, it panicked me, it worried me, it made me angsty all year, but I thought it made a better book. So, the following book, I thought I would, I would go into it the same way. Trouble is that the, the, I mean, the multi-time was was a fairly simple construction. Everything happened in twenty four hours. They followed the Greek unities: unity of place, unity of time, um, and 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 the other one, um, <laughs> um, unity of action, of course, um, and um, and Paradise, which was the next book, was completely opposite to that. It had multiple characters and and multiple interweaving storylines, and was really complex. And I tried to do it without a synopsis, just going ahead and writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got halfway in the year that they had allowed me. After 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 my my dead when my deadline ran out, I was halfway in and completely stuck and panicking like Billio. Um, I think you should talk back up a second. You introduced yeah. an idea that we've not talked about oh, sure. on this thing before. Yeah. Let's talk about the unities. The Greek concept, unity of action, unity of... Yeah, that's all I know. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I was at school, um, my um, I think it was an English lesson that my headmaster took for some reason. Um, and, and he explained that Greek drama um, was built around these three... Notions, unity of time, it all happens consecutively and within a short span of time. Mm-hmm. Unity of place, it all happens in the same place, more or less. And and unity of action, there, are, there aren't subplots, there aren't interweavings, it's all, this is what you get. This is the pla- this platonic is the, ideal of a story. I, I think it sounds Aristotelian, really, if anything. <laughs> Explain yourself. Yeah, well, Aristotle was the one, you know, order and, and naming, so... Mm-hmm. Maybe they might have started that out, but it sounds very Aristotelian to say unity of action, unity of place, unity of time. So that would also explain why episodes of 24 are the perfect little Greek drama. Yes. As it were. Yes. It's within one day. Everything yes. is going to happen within one day. Yes. I, don't, I think you just follow the one character. And it's one character. Yeah. And all yeah. of us agree that we don't even want to know him. That's not a friend because you know him. <laughs> that's, that's like Sorry, Jack, there. right? That's his name, Jack something. Jack Bauer, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I also subscribe to their uh, nine and 50 ways to tri- to compose uh, a tribal lay, and every single one of them is right. Nine and 60, I think. Nine and 60. Well, fine. Um, nine but and it's, 60. It's, Mine have nine and 50, and it's right. I'm, just, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, it's that, I mean, that's Kipling. It's Kipling, um, yes. And yet there's there there are interesting books that manage things like Cloud Atlas that has mm, not yeah. unity of time. No, not Cloud, unity. Cloud Atlas <laughs> does not meet any of those requirements right. at all. So, so the Greek ideal then is not the only way to do this. That is exactly what we're saying. Uh, right. But then that, I mean, that is exactly what this whole but podcast that, is saying on every episode. The, you know, what right, what works for you is what works. Well, right. Yeah, and... You're always the one to be the counterexample yeah. and say that's exactly. that's that's my job. Yep. 
Well, yep. the thing, the thing is, I think what Chaz is saying is important, though, because... Did I say something important? You. Well, you're talking about... Uh, ironically, Maltheim is one of the, like, two of your books that I haven't read. But, um, I know. But, um, uh, but there, the difference between writing everything in one place with, you know, even one main character versus I have read Paradise, and you're right, it is twisty and windy, and... Um, and uh, I, I would think that there, it's kind of like, you know, again, I'm a programmer. There's, you know, different types of programs you write and there's different ways of how I set up my schedule. And if you're doing it with other people, there's different, that's a different, a whole nother question. Yes. yes. As, if you're doing it with other people, yeah. yes. um, is there's different ways of managing it. And, um, and so I think that, uh, I, and I think that's something to keep in mind. If you if you're writing a story for an anthology, if you're writing a novel for a publisher, um, you know, if you're trying to get all your stories together for a collection, for example, was that um, a hit? <laughs> I'm working on it. I've got one story to go. Yay! Yeah. Um, but anyway, but there are, there are, there are different ways of approaching each of these things. Totally. And then again, within a novel, which is yeah. much bigger, there's a whole bunch yeah. of different oh, ways of is, slicing that. This is more or less what I'm saying, I think, is that, I mean, every novel is different. Um, it's not just every writer has a different approach. I have a different approach for every novel. This isn't deliberate. It's what makes it's the just, novel. <laughs> thank you. Sure. Um, it's just the way it works. Um, like, I mean, I have one book out there, Desdemona, which I wrote, I wrote as a race with a friend because um, he was starting a novel, I was starting a novel. Um, we were both, I th neither of them was commissioned, so we were just doing this not exactly for fun because we were hoping to sell them later, mm -hmm. um, but we were doing it sort of privately and off our own bats. Mm -hmm. And we were both on live journal talking about this, and I, I do not remember which of us said, let us race. The first person to the end of the book wins the race. Um, and so we raced. And I would like to point out that in every week, we, che we checked in with each other once a week. Well, we checked in publicly mm -hmm. once a week. Um, and every week I had written more words than he had. Yeah. Um, he technically won the race by finishing his book first. But it was a shorter book. But it was a shorter book. Mine was significantly longer, oh, and I, I sold mine first. Ha, I see. How long so, did it take? How long did this race? Um, about 12 weeks is the way I remember really? it. Really? Yeah. Because you just admitted to writing a novel in three weeks. I mean... Uh, the, the, the first book I ever wrote, but that, that was written to a synopsis that... that the publishers gave me. I didn't even have to come up with the idea. Yeah. All I had to do was find the words, and they were not very. I mean, it was fifty-two thousand words or something. It was yeah. ridiculously short for a novel. Um, and and but then, yeah, I mean, co contrary-wise, um, Paradise was two hundred fifty thousand words, and it took me two years to write. Yeah. I and, just wanted. And the, uh, can I take one moment in there yes. before you go too far and, and shout out for the 50,000 words does count as a, as a novel for NaNoWriMo. So for those of you who do it, I want you to feel good for you. That's totally a novel. That bad man didn't really mean it except for he did, but only for himself. Now go on. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I can talk about the, the proper length of novels. Um, and I can talk about NaNoWriMo, though I've never done it. I, it astonishes me well, um, that people can plunge in and reckon that they can write a... 50,000 words in 
I'd go then. That's um, what I just it's, wanted it's to say. Like, yeah, no, it's go fabulous. All of you I mean, I, done yeah, it. Yeah. I say, I've done it once in three weeks when I was young and knew nothing. Mm-hmm. The more I, the more I've learned about this whole novel writing thing, the, the slower I am and the longer it takes me. Um, but how long is a novel? Okay. Yeah. How long it, is a novel? Um, the, see, the problem is we are bound by um, certain old conventions. Um, Specifically, I can talk about the science fiction and fantasy world, but because we've had awards since the days when novels were short, mm-hmm. so the novel category in, for both the, the Hugo and the Nebula, which are the two major science, international science fiction awards, um, anything over 40,000 words counts as a novel. Mm-hmm. which for the last 40 years has been ridiculous because no book could be commercially published as a novel at 40,000 words. It's so just wh- not viable. So what are the what are the levels below that? Um, okay, short story goes up to 7,500 or 8,000 words. I can't remember exactly. Okay. And then it's a novelette up to 15 or 17.5, something like that. And then it's a novella up to 40, and anything over 40 counts as a novel. Um, the odd thing is that actually we're coming back towards that again in some ways because electronic publishing has made the publication of short novels viable again. Yeah. Um, so, so there is, I think, through and since the eighties, novels have been growing fat. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, well, and then they've been, and then they've been like spawning off into trilogies and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, and that's, trilogies a whole, and that's a whole but, other thing really but, um, but there were there were there were times that the in in the um 80s in the 90s i met tad williams yes okay he was walking across my um front lawn because i was holding a going away party for kate elliott and he announced that i had just finished a green angel tower and it's 1500 pages in manuscript yes and that is two, that's huge. Yes. And to date, th- that is the lo- the longest book ever turned into doc. Yeah. But well, that can, was. Do that you was, know what year this was? Um, it was in sometime in the nineties. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's absolutely the thing. Um, books got longer through the eighties, especially in fantasy. There is. Yeah. yeah I was going to say sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah. There is so much world building. I mean, consider yeah. Dune. Consider Duran. Yeah, consider yeah. you know. Yeah. Some of these. They take more, so it seems yes. like the reader of the sci-fi and fantasy is willing to spend the time yes, to really are. immerse themselves and, and, in. Yeah, immersion well, is because so. it it's it's one of the things about reading science fiction and fantasy, but particularly fantasy, is that because you're you're going into a world which is completely separate from your own, immersion is what the reading process gives you. Yeah, um, it's what it's all about. It's what you're there for. Um, and, and long books help. Right. Um, and, and conversely, yeah. or symbiotically, or however you want to put it, yes. um, it's not worth your while as a writer to do all this world building and then write a 50,000 word novel and call uh, it good. Yeah, we, 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 well, we do have kind of a tradition of having done that, though. I, I, spent, I spent two weeks researching Elizabethan, Elizabethan printing methods mm-hmm. in order to write a short story. Um, which was the, probably the most research versus <laughs> research versus um, um, writing time I've ever put in. Well, um, and what was the name of the story? 
Uh, Master Eld, his Ways Goose. Yeah, I love that title. <laughs> it's a lovely title. And if you don't know what a Ways Goose is, go and research Elizabethan printing. <laughs> now, you can say romance novels, I know, actually run between 50 and 100. Because there's like the silhouette romances novels, or, you know, there's a whole bunch of small ones, black yes. lace, yeah. which, which um, run on the smaller side. But you can get the bigger because if you view... If you start adding things like historical romance, like Outlander, they get longer. But again, that's the it takes more to really yeah, set the stage. A, when, I, when I was a baby writer, um, I wrote teenage romance, um, and um, the if you were a romance writer of any description, one of the goals was Mills and Boone, which I think is Harlequin over here or was Harlequin over here. Yeah, Harlequin um, is. Yeah. And and those were forty two thousand words. And, and written within a very strict um, guidelines, and 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 published Perhaps even a formula. Perhaps <laughs> even we might say a formula, Dave. Yes, um, and and published on a monthly cycle, and there was massive amounts of money to be made um, because romance readers read a lot of books, and these were sold cheaply, and 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 in in drugstores. Right. Once, um, once upon a time, did, did you ever hear about torridromance.com? No. There used no. to be a site when my friend got married, and you could go onto their website and you say, this is the bride's name, this is the groom's name. You gave a physical description. You said, did you want cowboy or medieval or any of this? And what they basically did was plugged it straight into their manuscript formula, and you got a, a customized bride and groom romance novel, which... <laughs> As the as the best maid, I presented to the bride on. on the, it was fantastic. Did you read it? It was terrible, but it was perfectly. It was but it was perfectly delightful in its own so way. Was, so did every customer get the same text just with their names in, or were they actually was tailored? Was it actually generated by a computer, or did they form it out to some writer and pay them? I, no, no, it was mostly the same, but they let. They had a human being went in and filled a few things, like Section A, fill in okay. her yeah. long, you know, yes. flowing blonde yes. hair, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, sure. her short, curly, you know, yes. mop of gray and white, yes. you know, whatever. Certainly, gray and white would, well, so, would have been a very popular yeah. choice. If you, if you, although you could do what we did, okay, for our wedding, Liz Williams, who is a, yes. a very good science fiction fantasy writer who wrote um, a series of... Uh, Paranormal mysteries about um, with Detective Chen. She wrote a short story starring um, Karen and Chaz Brinchley as characters, and wrote it for us, and and actually bound, bound it for, it. us, for yeah. us. It's as a, just, as a, it's lovely. So, so, so there's a print run of one, one. of one, yes. and so so. Make suck up to your friends. Oh no! I mean, <laughs> there's there's ways. There's ways. Yeah, we didn't know she was going to do that. Well, no, no, I mean, you can. All, oh, did like, you? Like, <laughs> the truth is out. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like um, there's all these bespoke T-shirt and mug printing companies yes. out there. This is just kind of a along it's, the it's same an lines. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's not. I mean, it's not even that new. Um, Andrew J. Offutt, the um, science fiction writer mm-hmm. who wrote uh, who wrote porn. Um, oh, right. uh, towards <laughs> the end of his career. He was he was writing porn to commission, and I think this is exactly how it works. It they be, told him what they wanted, now, and now that's see, how they worked. Here's where I think we could have a fun one. I think we should go into the business because crime mystery thrillers can go shorter. They basically yeah. are the ones that seem to be seventy to ninety thousand. Yeah. So imagine it's going to be the your friend has just gone through a breakup uh, slash loss. Uh, 
I'm just saying, how brilliant would it be to write a custom book for somebody that had them solve the mystery of what happened to all those terrible exes? That's brilliant. Isn't it? It really is. I mean, I think it could be a beautiful way to say she herself had been a widow since, checkbook here, Uh, (laughs) Eric had passed away or... And and her girlfriend Jolene had left her, so leaving her bereft instead of a fine unit of three, she was on her lonesome for the first time in years. Well, what is she to do in her small town of Rio del California but solve crime, for instance? You know, I think you've got something, okay? And, you know, I think <laughs> you, I could, you, could get, you, know, you and you and Carolyn Keene can, like, get together and start turning these out. I'm, I'm yeah, feeling... I'm, I'm, yeah. Even now, I can feel our inbox filling up with I, people saying, quick, quick, write me, write me a story in which I get to murder Joan. <laughs> oh, well, I, I feel it strongly. I mean, my yeah. bluebirds, which I hope someday somebody wants to publish, is chock full of exes and or people who wouldn't sleep with me, and I kill them all off gleefully. Yeah. It's glorious. You know? Yes. Well, the, the, tra- the tradition in... in Science fiction and fantasy is is that you kill off your friends. Yes. I myself well, have been murdered in more than one book. I, I love you enough to kill you, Chess. I know you do. Well, and, and also, I turned you into a kid, though, in the last one, though. So okay. we'll see. Well, there's also the tradition of if you've got like a, a starship or a, something like that yeah. to tuckerize like mad because you've yes. got to come up with ensign so and so and and it's where else are you going to get the names? We did that for the Young Explorers Guide. Um, Tell says, us about the Young Explorers Guide. Well, the Young Explorers Guide, representing, I was in four of them starting 2015, but it was made for middle grade readers. Right. And it was raised for people that were, they said in particular they wanted non, let's just say non-white boy her- sure. heroes. So they sure. a lot of female yeah. characters, uh, non-white uh, disabled. Sure. There's a lot of non-traditional mm-hmm. science fiction story out there. And uh, I made the first two because I wrote my stories by um, December, right on time. And then... Deadlines, uh, you see. Corey and mm-hmm. Sean, wonderful people oh, out there running. right back around <laughs> And then it was right about July when I wrote in that for the next book because I hadn't heard anything. Well, I'm like, so is the is the next deadline in, in December again? Should I know? Like, oh, no, we had a problem. We did it in June. Yeah. That's why there's a year and I don't have a story in it. But, but other than that, yeah, we did a little tuckerization in that for extra money during the Kickstarter. And so there's a couple characters of mine that were named mm-hmm. by somebody that kicked in a little bit of extra money. And in return, yep. we sent their libraries copies, too, so that sure. yeah. I think middle school libraries should have representational books for everyone. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you subscribe to my Patreon at a certain generous Dollar level, mm. you get to name a a crater school girl. Um, so 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 there can be a girl in an English boarding school on Mars. Can you decide you that she dies horribly? You you get to that's you for can, a, we'll tell you the price. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think have a price. I think there should be special oh, rates right. for yeah. Um, um, certainly, you, I, 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 at the moment, for, I mean, for ten dollars for special services, at, at, contact at, the author <laughs> at, at the, the ten dollars subscription level. Um, um, I'm happy for people to tell me. The, the characteristics of their chosen girl as well as her name. Mm-hmm. Except that everybody wants them to be um, bright and friendly. <laughs> oh, no. Right? I want. I know a sullen girl that's going to get killed off. It'll be beautiful. 
Yeah, I can I can see all those points, and that's that's a way that I've seen in a lot of Kickstarters this whole Tuckerization. So yes. for those of you that maybe seen it in passing and tried to back things, yeah. Tuckerize means you're in the story. Yeah, and um, or it, it's like well, naming an ex a cockroach that they then yes, feed at the zoo by, by name or by name generally. Yes. And so and so um, actually, I am at, I was Tuckerized. I went over to Katie Elliott's house one night because we were in the we were in the same war unit in the SCA. That's how I know her. And I was complaining that I was never going to uh, fall in love and get married. And so could she please write me in as a character who gets married? And so if you read the Duran novels, there is a character named Bronwyn Emrys, which is my SCA name. And that character is me. And I got to name my ship and I got to name all these things. And I had the best, hottest love affair with the guy. And I was supposed to get married in the next book. And that book never got, um, she didn't get the contract for it. So I had to wait. <laughs> I had to yeah. wait. Decades, but, but that's okay because you actually did get married. I met Chaz, and and who's a writer, so everything's everything's good. I suppose that's um. Do you parcel it out? Do you personally parcel it out? If you say to yourself, "All right, I've got about a hundred thousand I want to do yeah. because my first two books were a hundred thousand." Yeah. Do do you say to yourself, "I need to write two thousand yeah. words a day to stay on track for this deadline"? Or? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've tried to manage books in a myriad different ways, and sometimes it works, and it's almost always different. But when I was, when I was young, when I was new to all of this, um, some of my friends used to work hours. I, mo- mostly the, they, they were the ones who had had day jobs, and were used to spending sort of nine to five at work. And when writing became the work, they just spent nine to five at their table um, writing. Um, and and I, I, I think I tried that for about two consecutive days, and it completely doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, but it, I can set myself targets and mostly reach them most days-ish, yeah. give or take. Do you find that, I mean, you're, you're talking about self-imposed deadlines. Yes. Do you find that self-imposed deadlines are harder to hit than than quote unquote real deadlines they are they are infinitely more crumbleable yes um they do disintegrate that's what Um, i mean yes Um, i'm very forgiving to me yes yes one has to be because because one lets oneself down so often (laughs) right i Um, I would be a wreck otherwise exactly (laughs) um but but the, uh, the the unfortunate thing was that i learned through through writing paradise and delivering it a year late right um, the publishers' deadlines are also crumbly. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you, and they don't actually demand the money back, right? They they say, okay, fine. Um, it's unfortunate. Okay. Um, how late are you going to be? Right. Um, and 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 then they make adjustments. Mm-hmm. And it's I mean, it's hell for them. Um, right. Yeah. Right, really. Right. Is. It's a. It's a. Um, but but they do. Yeah, they are used sort of to thing, it. Yeah. Um, and. Um, it's it's you know the, it works it, you you work through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in fact, in point of fact, I should like to point out that I I took two years to write Paradise. They took two years after that to publish it. Mm-hmm. It was one of those horrible things. It was supposed to be my breakout book, mm-hmm. um, and and but it was commissioned as a crime novel. So I wrote it as a crime novel, and then by the time I'd finished, because I'd taken two years over it, the guy who commissioned it had left the company. Um, and and um, the the person who took it 
who accepted it was his boss, um, who said, I don't want to publish this as a crime novel. I want to publish this as, as mainstream fiction, um, which means we have to tear up all his plans and start again. Um, How hard was that to go back and change it if you'd already written it? Well, no, I didn't have to change thing. the text. Okay. It was just the the way they were going to publish ah. it. Marketing. Marketing. Yes. Um, and, but, did, uh, did I say this was lemon flavored? I <laughs> citrus scent with a strong watermelon flavor. Exactly. Um, and, and, but that meant sort of, you know, it was, publication was going to be delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during that delay, um, the company was sold. And it was, it was <laughs> a course. condition of the sale that the big boss who had been publishing me mm-hmm. or who, who, who had taken me over, um, leave the company. Oh dear. Yes. Um, she wasn't terribly tactful, I believe. Um, and, and so I found myself with another editor, um, and her bosses looked at this book and said, mainstream fiction? Nonsense. We'll sell more copies if we publish it as horror. I have right. to say, <laughs> I have to say, this book is not horror. Um, I, I think, I think you'd have, such. we could have a whole long talk about the different labels. That, yes. Because yes, you, you can go into Amazon right now and say, uh, young adult, really, that's right. it. It just happens you to murder genre, a lot of people. I say pigeonhole. Yes. I, I'm just saying, so there, yes. there, that's a little bit more fluid now, and I yeah. suppose, you know, if you're doing the self-publishing. Did we actually talk about deadlines today? I yeah, absolutely. I, I we've mentioned several times. Okay, good. We can bring them up again if you want to. Uh, might be a good idea. I don't know. Uh, so, how do you handle your de- your deadlines? Uh, Drinking. <laughs> Technical writing deadlines aren't, I mean, there isn't really such a thing as writer's block in, in technical writing. You know exactly what you're going to write. It's just a matter of kind of forcing it all together and and getting the subject matter experts to spend the time to tell you what they're doing. I find that all you really need is a great, great plan and not enough time. And then it happens. Yeah, then yes. things get done. I, 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 I do have a, a deadline story for uh, technical writing, but it will have to wait to another time because it's a, a, bit, a bit elaborate. So. <laughs> you mean it would overflow our deadline? Uh, I think I mean that, yes. Well, this and more deadlines will be brought to you soon. Because <laughs> we've hardly well, touched on them. The thing is, I think one of the things, you know, the, the, the easiest way to do, the easiest way, if it works, to do a deadline is to say, okay, I need to have roughly this much, you know, 500 words a day or whatever, mm. roughly this much and a regular way, regular time to do it and, you know, ride on the train on the way home from work, do something like that. Set it up that way. Um, uh, I read Joe Haldeman's blog, or used to a long time ago, and he would get up at 5 in the morning yes. and mm-hmm. write 300 words every day yep. and meet right. his deadline. Yeah, yeah, but that's the same rat bastard that, people that get up and that, do weights that and run on the wall. That might work for you. That doesn't work for Chaz. For creative <laughs> stuff, it doesn't work for me either. Right. And, and Jeannie's giving us... Like, I, I'm giving you the highlight signals saying that we are going to put links to all of these <laughs> exciting... From Woo! from all of Chaz's books to Joe Haldeman's blog and more on the topic of our website, which is www.writersdrinkingcoffee.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. We live for Twitter? email. Twitter. You've been listening to Writers Drinking Coffee, a labor of love and enthusiasm put together by the hosts. Our main web support magic is brought to you by Deirdre McGaffey-Schween, and our sound engineer and backup web spider is David Welsh. Our intro music is Pretty Made Milking a Cow, and our exit music is Breakfast with a Morning Person, both by Michael Engberg. You can hear Michael Engberg more on minihutsmusic.com. Today's podcast sponsor was Chateau Big Top. 2013 Red Table Wine, death-defying blends of stupendous 
proportions. Also, my friend Lucy's family. So, you know. It's very nice. Isn't that nice? I do like it. We appreciate it, Lucy. Thank you, Lucy. Yes, thank you. 